tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. the next 60 minutes here on Newsnight. Christian Council condemns robbery and kidnapping of Pentecost Deacon at the Johannesburg branch of the church as it discloses the church is working tirelessly with government to ensure the release of the kidnapped church leader. We've heard of all of this uh, issues from South Africa and it's something that we've all been concerned about. And happening in the way that it happened, that people were robbed and all that kidnapped, it's one which of utmost concern for all of us. We'll bring you more as we explore the question of whether the government is doing enough to secure the release of the Ganyan Dickin. Also tonight is the Electric Commission really creating 25 new constituencies as they submit a CI to rectify the omission of sore areas in Parliament laid in the House to create a new Guan constituency. This is the instrument that is likely to save this House and forgive us for the cardinal sin that we are said to have committed. It deals with the issue of the sun. Meanwhile, residents in Seoul charge Parliament to resist the Electoral Commission's new constitutional instrument seeking to create Guan constituency pending the court's ruling on the matter. And I believe all the parliamentarians who are very much interested or wanted to uphold the rule of law must resist the Seoul people would not be happy. 
We have details for you on this. Plus, five more kidney patients die as the renal dialysis unit of the Kolibu Teaching Hospital remains closed to OPD despite assurances from authorities. The death toll has risen from 14 patients of our last press conference to 19 patients. Lives are being lost needlessly due to the lack of adequate dialysis. And in business, cement sales in Ghana hit a two-year low, signaling a slowdown of construction activities. We have details from the Bank of Ghana. In sports, Evelyn Bedou stars as Ghana's Black Queens beat Benin an inch closer to Olympic qualification. And later here on your election headquarters. Amongst the four of us who are contesting, it is me that the NDC fears more than anybody else. When they wake up in the morning, Baumia, in the afternoon, Baumia, at night, Baumia, when they drink, Baumia. We're live in the Upper East Region as Vice President Dr. Baumia crowns his regional campaign with a mum of rally saying he is the man to beat the NDC. His fellow contender, Dr. Abusufri Akuta, says he holds the key to breaking the eight for the party, but he is warning any attempt to subvert the will of the delegates will be disastrous for the party. If we are, we are not seen to be having a level playing field, after 4th November, it's going to be very difficult to unite the party against the NDC. And for me, that is my worry. And tonight, the Christian Council of Ghana is condemning the robbery and kidnapping of a deacon at the Johannesburg branch of the Church of Pentecost. The video of the incident, which has since gone viral, depicts gun-wielding men attacking the church and making way with an unspecified amount of money believed to be church donations. Now, Ghana's High Commission in Pretoria, South Africa, says it is working with the Church of Pentecost and the South African Police Service to ensure the speedy and safe release and return of a deacon who was kidnapped on Sunday. Now, some members of the Ghanaian community say they've been left in fear following this incident. Richard Mirku is a Ghanaian gospel musician living in South Africa. At a point of time like this, it puts fear, panic on us Ghanaians that live here in South Africa. We have so many things that are happening here that we can't tell it all. But I think this has been the landlight right now that is trending here in South Africa. Imagine a whole church being robbed. We, we're really not feeling comfortable at all. It's a new branch that has been opened, I think some years ago, a few years ago, in Donfontein. So, but I pray that it shouldn't happen to any other church, including anybody, especially Kenyans here in South Africa. We Kenyans and most of the foreigners in South Africa are not safe regarding all these documentations. I think even nowadays, they don't even check if you you have a permit and it's valid or not. All they need to know is you are a foreigner and they are arresting you. They need to take you to the cells, then you pay before you get back. They'll, they'll always take money and then they'll take you back from the cells, which meaning we are not safe. So even if the police and the immigration are doing this to us, how much more? those crimin people that are ready to rob us and then harm us. So we're not actually safe, but I think we, we, we are covered by the blood of Jesus and then we are praying for protection. If there will be any help from the High Commission here in South Africa to talk to the government or something, I think it will really help us. I really want to say this because it has happened to me so many times, being arrested by the immigration. Sometimes they even see you and take your money with the police. Sometimes they see you and then they will put something in your car and tell you that you are selling this or you're doing this, which is not true. So that's a view there from South Africa, from uh, one member of the Ghanaian community, uh, chairman of the Christian Council of Ghana, Bishop Hilia Della Dogbe, says the incident is unfortunate and has since placed the Christian Council, the Christian community, on edge. 
it's a sad situation and a very unfortunate one coming uh, all the way from South Africa, uh, where it appears that the church is under siege. We know that it's not something against the foreigners. We've heard of all of this uh, issues from South Africa, and it's something that we've all been concerned about. And happening in the way that it happened, that people were robbed and uh, all that kidnapped, is one which of utmost concern for all of us. So, uh, we come straight with the Church of Pentecost in this situation. I would believe that it's not an issue for just the Church of Pentecost, but the Christian community of Ghana. So we are praying along, and uh, we read a statement from the government also, and we are willing to work with them in any way that we can to make sure that the elder is found to reunite with his family. But do you think government intervention is enough? Well, uh, you know, the government has assured us that they are working at a diplomatic level. We, I currently do not have any details of uh, the nature of the diplomacy that they are working on and the nature of the relationships that they try to foster or to find this person. So well, I've reached out to the chairman of the Church of Pentecost and I know that uh, he's also working with the government in that regard. But in terms of intervention, did did he give you a sense of what the church is also doing in order to ensure that this order who has been kidnapped is brought back home safely? Well, they're working seriously with the government, and I know of that for sure, that they're working with the government uh, as to the fine details of it. Uh, I'm not aware, but I know they're working with the As they reach out to the people in South Africa, also the government and the mission in South Africa seriously find it. So that's the Christian Council there talking to us about this particular incident. And for those of you who actually haven't seen this really worrying video, MFR Powell goes to church very religiously. And I can imagine her on the Sunday uh, in the church, in the spirit, and then this happens. So at this point, the gun-wielding men enter. Uh, one of them then kicks the pastor on the floor, gets him to get up, uh, puts the gun on him, tries to take something from his pocket. You could hear actually a baby cry in the background. is forced now uh, to lay flat on the floor whilst uh, this particular gentleman still in short and it's obvious MFR power now in, in church services there's a live stream mm -hmm. it appears this was captured whilst the church was in session exactly and a rather worrying situation and that led to the kidnapping of that deacon we are told the deacon was called out and when he came and that's when they took him away with an unspecified amount of money as well but in the last few minutes uh, the church of Pentecost has just sent a communication to his districts and various assemblies and my colleague Michael Ashali has a copy of that particular communication joins us in studio what exactly is the church communicating to its members just to highlight how concerned the churches this was signed actually by Eric Nyamicha Apostle Eric Nyamicha who is the chairman of the Church of Pentecost addressed to all assemblies the Church of Pentecost and worldwide now to the statement itself it says the church is currently collaborating with Ghana's High Commission in South Africa as well as with the South African authorities to secure the release of our brother in the meantime the church will embark on a three-day prayer and fasting session from October 31st to November 2nd 2023 mm. for the health and release of our brother then it goes ahead now to give some more instructions that's going to happen in the church now during the period we'll also be interceding for global peace with particular emphasis on the ongoing conflicts in gaza and ukraine from today there will be a virtual joint prayer session every day 
at 2200 GMT, which is 10 p.m. here in Ghana. These sessions will be held from the studios of one of their TV stations, and members are encouraged to connect. Well, so the church does not give update on um, the well-being of this uh, particular gentleman who, he's, who he is, amongst others, just yet? No, it doesn't. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. That's uh, my colleague, Michael uh, Papania Shali, there with that communication from the church to its members in terms of district uh, assemblies, amongst other servants. Mm. And we want to follow this story because, as you know now, there is a, a frantic search for the deacon who's still not been found and the last communication that we read to you was from our embassy in south africa saying we're working with the local police to look for him uh, let's get an update on this a south african journalist yakubu moro has been kind enough to follow this and will speak to us right now and uh, thank you very much uh, moro for your time here on news night on joy 99.7 fm hello yakubu okay uh, we will get him uh, to give us the very latest on this. What we want to know uh, is... Uh, Hello, please come yes, in. Yes, I can hear you. Ben, thank you for agreeing to talk to us on this matter. Uh, do we have any latest on whether or not authorities there have made any progress in finding a deacon, in securing his release? Um, currently, we don't have any current update on the said matter. Um, what normally happens is... Um, Kidnapping isn't news in South Africa. That is the new norm of crime that is that we are witnessing in the country. So normally, when these criminals do kidnap someone, they might even spend more than a month before they will make an approach to demand for a ransom. After the ransom has been paid, that is when they will release the person to probably the family. So normally, the police will be on high alert monitoring every cause, text messages that goes in both ways. So these criminals also have now changed their mode of operandi to the extent that they might even relocate from Johannesburg to probably a different region or a different province. When now they feel like the police are no longer interested in the matter, that is when they will decide to come out to demand for a ransom. As I speak with you, we are sitting with another incident, but this is an a, a South African, a Muslim, who was also kidnapped right after closing from his shop. It's almost three weeks now. The family have no idea where the father is. The police are also on high alert following that incident. And there are a lot of other issues relating to foreigners who are being kidnapped in this country. Some of them are mostly being found, but at a later stage, and after when the ransom has already been paid. But the unfortunate is the police hardly arrest these criminals who are involved in the various kidnappings. It's not easy for the police to deal with because some of the family also, the moment they have a connection or a link to speak with the kidnappers, they don't even further involve the police. They want immediate release of their relatives. So they will just do as the kidnappers say by paying the ransom secretly, and then they get their family or relative, then the case will be swept under the carpet. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Well, but from what you know, um, Yakubu, has there been any ransom demands from the last few minutes uh, to the Church of Pentecost or the family of this deacon for that matter? Not as we speak. And what happened was when the robbers stormed the church, they were already asking for the elder. 
the elder, we are aware that um, he was working with one of the South African banks right here in South Africa. And then when the robbers stormed the church, they demanded for him. So this tells us that it might have been something which is not even relating to the activities of the church. Maybe they were sent or they've been monitoring him from various corners and they realized that at this point in time, he will be present at this place. That is why probably they took only him to wherever they felt that is where they can, they'll be able to hold him hostage. So we are hoping that maybe there wouldn't be any physical harm to him and probably they might probably abandon him somewhere else without even demanding for a ransom. Because if that ransom comes in, no, it normally goes with the deadline. Failing to pay the ransom at this specific deadline might resolve in a different case of which we don't want it to go to such further. Most Ethiopians have been in this situation before. And normally it happens between fellow Ethiopians who kidnap their own. Then later on, they demand for ransom. So when the family pays that ransom, they release the person who has been kidnapped. Uh, uh, and it is the first of the kind that we fed a Ghanaian who has been involved in such incidents. But with other migrants like Nigerians, Zimbabweans, South Africans, it, it isn't even news. But with we Ghanaians, is the first of its kind. And robbing a church or a Ghanaian church in South Africa isn't also the first time, especially in this year. Six miles down the lane, there was another Ghanaian church in another region or province called Mpumalanga, which shares a close border with Mozambique. The Ghanaians were busy congregating, and then suddenly, armed men stormed into the church. They demanded for their cell phones, but there was no kidnapping. Then they left. So maybe I will use this opportunity to encourage our very own Ghanaians to probably tighten their security both in their workplace and in their church. Um, the footage that we had, thank God, it was just one gentleman who used his cell phone to take videos of the sermon. It was streaming on Facebook. Mm. Had it not been that, we wouldn't have had a single footage. Mm. And this tells us that there's probably no CCTV footage being mounted in the church premises. Yeah, and uh, Yakubu Moro, thank you very much. And in the video, you see the faces of the individuals who walked in, the gun-wielding men uh, storming the church, asking everybody to lay flat on the floor. They kick the pastor, then they take something from him. They ask him to get up. Uh, this obviously is something that we are following very closely, MFA, as we wait to hear the latest from our own authorities. Because mm -hmm. I, I was hoping that uh, Yakubu could also address the issue about what security has said. Now that we know the faces, we've seen the faces of these men. Yakubu, have we had any communication from the police in South Africa on this matter? Not as uh, as we speak. The police on set some of these instances, they don't want to divert more of the details to the public because they know the criminals are also monitoring the various media so that they'll be able, able to disguise themselves whenever they go out. We've seen the footage. We, we our own self can even recognize some of the faces when we come across them on the streets. So the police also in trying to prevent such, they don't even bother to um, like inform the public on most of the findings that they've already gathered with. Maybe um, our embassy is another uh, avenue that we might also encourage them to be firm in dealing with the incident. Um, you'll be like, uh, let me just break this also to you. Our previous ambassador, which is His Excellency, Dr. George R.C. Barton, was also ro robbed at gunpoint while he was serving as the ambassador. So that tells us about the situation we are sitting in in this country. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you so much. That's Yakubu uh, there, Moro. He's a journalist in South Africa. Well, we know that this incident is coming on the heels of that historic event tomorrow. Uh, we know that starting tomorrow, all Ghanaians can go to South Africa visa-free or the reciprocal visa waiver agreement, which will allow nationals of both countries to enter the other country visa-free for business and tourism purposes. Uh, we know we'll take it for it. But let's take a listen to Ambassador at Large and Special Advisor to the Foreign Affairs Minister uh, both uh, uh, states, both governments are uh, invested in it. Um, this is something that has been worked on for some time and, and there's enthusiasm for it. I tell you, one of the um, reasons why it was possible, apart from the fact that 
uh, we maintain uh, the highest possible um, uh, relationship with South Africa is that, and from what I hear, right. in South Africa, for instance, um, the reason why other African countries do not have this facility, and we, we do, is that um, there is a perception of Ghanaians which is positive. You know, whether it's our business people, whether it's our professionals, whether it's our citizens going there, uh, the way they have conducted themselves has been very helpful. Um, now, don't forget, and I, and I know that the, the, the president of uh, Kenya uh, announced yesterday that yes. by the end of the, this that, year they're going yeah, to do... December, uh, Yes, yes. Look, the, the African Union has a free movement protocol, um, which uh, so far has been signed by 33 countries. Well, so that's uh, the ambassador at large and special advisor to the Foreign Affairs Minister, Kwabna Osei Dankwade, interacting with my colleague Blessed Suga on Africa Connect, which is currently ongoing on the Joy News Channel. Now, let's head to Parliament away uh, from this particular issue. And Parliament has been asked to reconsider a new instrument which creates a new constituency for the South areas. The constituency, which will be known as the Guan Constituency, is to rectify the constitutional anomaly that has left thousands of residents in the area without representation in parliament and this has been such a big issue well the ec's action in not allowing residents um, in sal to vote in the parliamentary election in 2020 has been roundly uh, condemned and the new instrument has been laid and has been referred to the subsidiary legislation committee by the speaker listen representation of the people parliamentary constituencies amendment instrument 2023 honorable Presentation of the People Parliamentary Constituencies Amendment Instrument 2023 is referred to the Committee on Subsidiary Legislation for consideration and report to the House. This is the instrument that is likely to save this House and forgive us for the cardinal sin that we are said to have committed. It deals with the the issue of the sun and um, a number of them have now come up for consideration by the house and MFI uh, shortly after this uh, became public uh, during a press conference it was suggested that the electoral commission was proposing to create 25 new constituencies uh, thankfully we can bring in now the deputy uh, chairperson of the commission uh, dr bosman asari joins us on the line right now uh, dr sorry thanks for your time here on news uh, good evening mr Mensah. Uh, great to have you uh, so quickly clarify this for us so this cia that has been submitted from what we understand how many constituencies is it creating uh, good evening to you and good evening again to your to your listeners and if there are viewers, uh, good evening to them. The EC is only creating one constituency, which is the Guan constituency. And explain to us why this has become necessary. You know, in, in 2020, ahead of the general elections, somewhere on November 9th, uh, the parliament uh, created uh, the Guan district. So when the parliament created the Guan district, the EC was left with inadequate time to be able to prepare a document to create that constituency. So because of that action by parliament, we were not able to ensure that the people of uh, the Sal area, which is now the Guan district, will take part in the 2020 parliamentary election. So the EC has now worked on a new document which will lead to the amendment of some of the electoral areas in both Jasikan and the Guan district so that we can create the Guan constituency. So just to uh, clarify again, the EC is not creating any 25 constituencies. We are only creating one constituency so that for 2024 elections, we are going to have 276 constituencies and not uh, that uh, 300 some people are speculating. 
So what this means is in the next 21 days, if indeed matures, this becomes effective and then the Guan constituency will have been created, the people there in 2024 gets to vote for their parliamentary candidate. Yeah, yes, please. That's, that's what we are doing. Okay. Now, talking about the creation of constituencies, if you look at uh, the Constitution, Article 47.5, it, it gives you setting parameters and uh, triggers for the creation of new constituencies. It says, for example, that you shall review the division of Ghana into constituencies at intervals of not less than seven years or within 12 months after the publication of the enumeration figures, after the holding of a census or the population of Ghana, whichever is earlier, and may, as a result, alter the constituencies. Considering that we, we, we've had already the census, is the EC considering triggering this process for the creation of a new new constituencies? As, as you read in the constitution, uh, clearly the EC is uh, clothed with the power to do that. But currently, as we, uh, I speak to you now, we are only creating the Guan constituency. If there are constituencies to be created, we still have the whole of 2024 to be able to uh, think through, to be able to discuss with our stakeholders. But as we speak now, the EC hasn't taken any decision on creating additional constituencies beyond the Guan constituency. Thank you very much, Dr. Bosman Asari. Uh, welcome and uh, best wishes to the joint. And that's uh, the deputy uh, chairperson of the Electoral Commission there clarifying that as we speak tonight, although the constitution is very clear that within 12 months after the census, and of course, it's uh, if you look at when the census was done recently, they are actually uh, beyond the 12-month period, but also gives it another uh, trigger, which is the at intervals of not less than 70 years but he says as of this moment there is no consideration to create additional constituencies what you're doing now is only the guan constituency later down the line if that consideration becomes something that they would want to deal with they will let us know but already uh, the co-chair of the joint steering committee of the akbafu lolobi traditional areas dr joe adai says they are unhappy with the move by the ec they actually charge in parliament to resist the electoral commission's new ci seeking to create this grand constituency pending the court ruling on this particular matter so the the real issue is that is is trying to uh, 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 legalize what is an illegality through the back door in parliament mm. and i believe all the parliamentarians who are very much interested or wanted to uphold the rule of law must resist it because we are in court and then two days before judgment, you go to court and say they should uh, uh, ignore the court and then uh, grant you your, your free will or they should give you an open check to do what you wanted to do. Like I said earlier on, EC is wrong to use an administrative fiat to disenfranchise four traditional areas. We are paying taxes equally as every Ghanaian. And as of now, we have nothing. Nothing is working. We don't have an MP. We have nothing. We have nobody to complain to. And instead of you amending that, you go through the back door again, wanted to use some uh, other uh, Takashi and then uh, uh, to, the, uh, to, 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 to add sorrow to the injuries that you have uh, inflicted on us. South people will not be happy. And then uh, we, 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 we get representation or a voice in parliament. That is all that we are seeking to. If he's not doing us any favor or good, they have messed up, they must just admit and we move on. Well, so that's um, the Santro Kofi, Lulubi, and Akbafu um, traditional area and the concerns that they've raised about the creation of SAR. Well, in the coming days, we'll get to see how this all pans out in Parliament. You're listening to Newsnight here on Joy 99.7 FM. Later in the election headquarters. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Well, we are live in the Upper East Region as Vice President Balmia crowns his regional campaign with a mammoth rally saying he's the man to beat the NDC. Or his fellow contender, Dr. Wiswifi Yakutu, says he holds the key to breaking the aid for the party. But he's warning any attempt to subvert the will of the delegates will be disastrous for the MPP. Amongst the four of us who are contesting, it is me that the NDC fears more than anybody else. When they wake up in the morning, Baumia, in the afternoon, Baumia, at night, Baumia, when they dream, We are not seen to be having a level playing field. After 4 November, it's going to be very difficult to unite the party against the NDC. And for me, that is my worry. Later, as Presec Legon continued to wallow in victory after successfully breaking the eight, we'll hear the story of one of the 2023 NSMQ winners who vowed in junior high school to win the trophy after he witnessed his brother suffer a painful loss to Augusto in 2019. The three schools came with one expectation to win the trophy. Mm. And that expectation was met by only one. Yeah. And also, uh, we'll focus on the walk of shame or Johnny Walks the Talk. Is that what it is? Is it a walk of shame or Johnny Walks the Talk? Update on John Dumelo's backward walk from after Prisek beat his alma mater Achimota. You want to stay with us for that and more uh, right after business. And uh, we're talking about Prisek and uh, Was and others. What's your school? I went to Winneba. We don't go anywhere. You went to Winneba? Winneba. Yes, Winneba Secondary School. Ah, During the competition. I was just wondering. Winneba, have you participated in NSMQ before? We hardly get anywhere because we have the likes of Infante Pema, Gasco, Wegehe. They beat us even before we, we get anywhere. It's so refreshing oh. when you hear somebody admit that we are, in, we are inferior to another school. Oh, did they say they are inferior? Did she uh, say okay. that? The, the first question you asked <laughs> saying is that we haven't done it because others are there. In that sense, you're saying we that others are better. We can't lie to ourselves. I mean... Hear that? Oh. Hear that? <laughs> we, we just hope... It's, we just it's hope. therapeutic, MFA Paul. Just accept. <laughs> GJ Award winner. Wait, it's okay. You let's put that aside. This is the GJ Award winner, and she's from Winneba Secondary School. You know, <laughs> uh, you you are from which school? Oto. I'm Saint Thomas Aquinas. Uh, NSMQ Bobo GJ Awards Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> but that is why we have Emma Davis. Yes. To win for us. We're so proud of exactly, you. Exactly, Emma. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Business or News Night is brought to you by MTN, Kingdom Books and Stationery, Syntex Tanks, and Pepsodent Charcoal and Herbal. Cement sales in Ghana hit a two-year low, signaling a slowdown of construction activities. And stakeholders in the procurement sector call for enforcement of sanctions on MMDAs breaching procurement laws. Hey, Ma, the way you're always getting alerts these days, I won't be surprised to hear that you have gotten a Momo for Business account by my next visit home. Oh, I'm already on Momo for Business, so... Ah, since when? Since, since. <laughs> now, it's easy to apply for a merchant sim. All you need is a registered MTN number, your business certificate, your Ghana card, and you are good to go. Sir. You think you are the only one who knows what's up, eh? Look, I just dialed star five zero five one hash selected register and the region i was requesting the sim from and waited for my sms with my reference number you can even go online at momomerchantapplication.mtn.com.gh and complete the details for an even better experience hey grandma momo <laughs> sign up for momo for business the easy and simple way just visit momomerchantapplication.mtn.com.gh or dial Star 5051 hash and follow the prompts and be on your way to owning a Momo business account today for free. MTN.
Hooray! The Kingdom Books and Stationery Limited's Back to School promotion is here with us once again. From the 4th of September to the 31st of October 2023, Kingdom Books and Stationery Limited is giving a generous 10% to 15% discount on all school items like textbooks, pens, pencils, erasers, exercise books, and so much more across all our branches in Accra, Tema, Kumasi, Takradi, Winnebine, Cape Coast. Parents, teachers, and students, please hurry while stock lasts. For more information, call us on 0302-764-101 or 0302-764-209 or email info at kingdomgh.com. You can also visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. Kingdom Books, where quality and affordability are both assured. Terms and conditions apply. Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana, and now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So, whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough. For over 10 years, Old Mutual has been touching lives in Ghana. Whether you're a trader or a student, an entrepreneur, or an employer or nearing your retirement we have the right financial solutions tailored just for you contact old mutual on 030-7000-600 or visit our website on oldmutual.com.gh to learn more and let's realize your financial freedom together 10 years of greatness here for a lifetime old mutual do great things every day Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Business on Newsnight. My name is Emma Davis. Let's settle for the details. The total cement sales in the country hit a two-year low, signaling a dip in construction sector activities. Data from the Bank of Ghana indicates that the total cement sale for the first seven months of this year was estimated at 195,000 metric tons. The following report has more. The figures from the Bank of Ghana showed that since February 2021, cement sales have been declining. This is due to the current state of the economy where the government is undertaking a debt exchange program. This has significantly reduced government spending and consequently slowed down construction projects championed by the government. For example, major road projects in the Greater Accra region and the Ashanti region have all come to a halt due to the directives to stop construction works. Some observers have pointed out that such projects do not only create employment but help increase the sale of building materials in the country. That was a news desk report. The Chief Executive Officer of the National Entrepreneurship and Innovation Program, Kofi Owusin Kansa, has indicated that governments will roll out a $100 million phase two of the Youth Start program to support startups. According to Mr. Nkansa, the second phase of the program is aimed at enforcing government's commitment to support the growth of small and medium sector businesses. He spoke to Joy Business at the launch of the 2023 Ghana Startup Week. 
the opportunities and interventions for the startups and SMEs are ongoing. Currently, we are designing a youth employment solution, which is a youth that phase two with a World Bank, for instance, and I know the minister may mention it in the budget. And when that takes off, more people are going to get capacity building. In over the next two to three years, we're expected to train about 120,000 people and give grants to about 12,000 people out of that number. Uh, all these are ongoing interventions. Ghana's Skills Development Fund is also ongoing. Economic Transformation Project is also ongoing in phase two come. Uh, the youth start intervention uh, for the youth employment, the phase two that I'm talking about is about $100 million. Kofi Ofosu in cancer is the CEO of the National Entrepreneurship and Innovation Program. A procurement analyst, Dr. Kangsing Pinte, is calling on the Public Accounts Committee to enforce sanctions on MMDAs to help reduce procurement irregularities at the local government level. According to him, stiffening Sanctions is one of the critical ways of empowering institutions to engage in prudent spending. Dr. Pinti spoke to Joy Business on the Joy Business Summit. Leveraging on GANEP to do the sourcing within the procure to implement circle, there's going to be significant reduction in these irregularities and it's associated with a negative financial impact to public financial discipline and then the budget issues that we have. I think PAC should continue to do their work and to the extent that they will follow up to enforce the sanctions regime and get people punished and deepen the level of stiffness of the punishment for non-compliance. This within the short term could resolve or reduce drastically the level of infractions. Procurement analyst Dr. Kangsing Pinte. The Joy Business Summit will continue tomorrow at 1 p.m. on the Joy News Channel. Blochem Industries Limited, producers of Belaqua Mineral Water and Bell and Bell Beverage, has launched the Bell Aquas Mental Health Make campaign, dubbed "Take a Break." The company also urged, sorry, the company also used the opportunity to launch a new bottle with the mental health logo on it. This, according to Blochem, is to create awareness of mental health-related challenges. According to the marketing manager of Blochem Industries Limited, Magnus Day, the campaign is part of giving back to society. We actually saw the need for a mental health campaign because the statistics worldwide is becoming scarier and people are not confronting the issues as they are supposed to. There's a lot of stigma around mental health issues. So Belakwa thinks that this is the time to act and have a conversation. I know going for screening, going for therapy is foreign even to us as Ghanaians. So we want to open our doors. We want to create awareness and educate us that as important as it is to take care of our bodies, uh, making sure that we are well clothed, we are looking good, our minds need the care. Magnus Day is the marketing manager for Blochem Industries. Star Life Insurance, as part of its 18th year anniversary, has donated over 1,000 pieces of sanitary pads to students of the Aplaku cluster of schools. According to the public and media relations manager of Star Life Insurance, Francis Terrier, the gesture forms part of the company's corporate social responsibility. As part of our 18th anniversary, we launched a campaign called Sprinkle Stars Campaign. Um, Sprinkle Stars Campaign is basically to support young girls across the country. So we are here at a Plaku cluster of schools just to support the young girls with um, sanitary parts. So there's about 1,260 pieces of sanitary parts. It's, we are not doing it just here. We are in some schools like at Amasaman, some other schools at Amrahia, and when you go to Kumase, Tamale, Takrade. You heard Public and Media Relations Manager of Star Life Insurance, Francis Terrier. That's all for Business News on Newsnight. My name is Emma Davis. Thank you very much, Emma. And we'll see you on TV in a bit, right? Yes, please. Okay. Um, she'll be on the Joy News channel uh, for Joy News Prime Business Edition. Well, despite the numerous assurances from relevant authorities to intervene in the treatment of kidney patients after Joy News Dialysis Crisis Thought Leadership, the unit remains closed 
used to outpatients. According to the kidney uh, patients, the death toll has increased from 14 as of October 2nd to 19 as of today due to the closure of the facility. The distressed patients are calling on the government to swiftly intervene to get the centre running in order to save lives. Before we hear uh, the plight of these patients, though, let's listen to the CEO of the Kolibu Teaching Hospital, Dr. Opoku Wariampuma, explaining the cause of the closure of the unit of the OPD when he appeared on Joy News Thought Leadership on Dialysis Crisis. The renal unit has a deficit or has a financial deficit of 4 million cities that we need to, uh, you know, that we are trying to find ways of... Is that, is that debt? Yes, that's or you owe a supplier? No, it's debt. Yes, debt. Debt that we owe. How did you accrue that? How was that accrued? It's because of, of the under-recovery from the, from the service that we are providing. And so to run at full throttle uh, would mean that with this debt is going to balloon. Okay? And that is why there was a need for us to look at adjusting. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The, uh, the, the you know, the price. But then... Um we also have about 45, uh, you know, machines that the supply or, or the, the supply is supposed to bring in. That be, what that have been withheld. Now, also on that same program, we heard from the presidential advice on health, Dr. Anthony Siasari, who gave the assurance that the money will be paid to facilitate a speedy reopening of the OPD. Yes, there's discussion going on. So they will get the money, you can assure because everybody's listening. This is very, very important. Yes, they have to be supported for Ghanaians to get the treatment. So you, you can assure us today on the show that Kolebu will get the money to open the OPD? The Kolebu's chief executive was at the presidency yesterday of the board chairman. I just want to get a commitment. They will get the money. Oh, the government is to assist and help the people. So whatever government wants to do to assist the people, that's what they will do. Then, but, mm -hmm. Let's go to the question that was asked of you. The question which was asked was, what are we doing about organ donation? Yes. Well, so there you have it. The assurance was they will have it. As it turns out, they have still not received the funds. At least the evidence of that is the continued closure of that uh, OPD. And we've been hearing from the dialysis, uh, the patient, the kidney patients today, they've been addressing a news conference telling us that it remains close. Uh, listen to them address a news conference today. As we speak, the cabin is still close to outpatients and that is having a devastating effect on the patients. The death toll has risen from 14 patients of our last press conference to 19 patients. Lives are being lost needlessly due to the lack of adequate dialysis. We humbly appealing to the government again to help us and ensure these four things. One, to provide the needed support for the unit at Kolebu to settle an indebtedness of 4 million Ghana City to a suppliers so that OPD cases can resume at Kolebu renal unit immediately. Two, to grant tax waivers for all components required in the treatment of kidney disease. Three, to expedite the processes to have ESRD treatments. Catheter fixing, labs, and medication on National Health Insurance Scheme. Number four, to increase access to dialysis centers across the nation so that patients could not have to travel long distance for dialysis. Specialist consultations and fixing of access such as fixtola and catheter that are important requirements for dialysis to commence. We once again extend our cry for help to the general public, philanthropists, churches, Islamic bodies, business organizations, NGOs to come to the aid of ESRD patients across the country. 
So that's uh, Daniel Hammond, spokesperson uh, for the kidney patients there at that press conference today, hoping that something would change. Well, that promise was given you about, what, three weeks or so ago. No, it's, it's, uh, it's been a month. And, than, and that's, that's yeah. the thing. This is a story that we, we will follow. Mm -hmm. And that's why we keep getting these press conferences happen, but also featuring it here. Because the promise was made on the, on the show. We've been checking with Kolebu. Uh, it appears that hasn't happened yet, mm -hmm. although the assurance was made. In fact, that evening, it was said to us that a meeting had been had with the president. Assurance had been made. The CEO said they have uh, fulfilled their part of the request for them to bring information, and we're waiting for this to be resolved. And we expect that this will be resolved and in a week. And five more deaths. Yeah. And these are the ones that we can count. Yeah. Uh, these are lives. You can trust that would. What would really get can we get right to, then? To, to, to give so us sad. the answers. Well, let's do sports. Let's go straight into the stories. And Evelyn Bedu starred as Ghana's Black Queens beat Benin 2 0 earlier today to inch closer to Olympic qualification. The win was the team's ninth straight victory since head coach Nora Haptel took over. Lawrence Bedu was at the stadium and reports. Ghana's Black Queens are true to the third round of qualifiers for the 2024 Olympic Games following their 2 0 win over Benin at the Accra Sports Stadium. And Evelyn Bedu's second half strike and an on goal from Benin sealed a 2 0 win for Ghana, who won an aggregate 5 0. Nora Hapton's side will meet Zambia in the third round of qualifiers after their win over Benin. However, they will return to action in November where they face Namibia in the qualifiers for the 2024 Africa Cup of Nations. Joy Sports, Lawrence Bedu, bringing an end to sports. Back to you guys. Let's get into the election headquarters now. headquarters this evening we are preparing for the d-day the day most of you have been waiting for november 4 and that's the presidential primaries of the npp well vice president dr mahmoud baumia has strongly asserted that he is the national democratic congress's formidable challenger heading into the 2024 election among his fellow contenders well he's been holding a mammoth rally to wrap up his upper east regional um tour campaign tour and this is what he's been saying Amongst the four of us who are contesting, it is me that the NDC fears more than anybody else. It is me. The rest of the contestants, the NDC doesn't mind them at all. They don't insult them. They don't lie about them. They don't do propaganda about them. But when they wake up in the morning, Baumia, in the afternoon, Baumia, at night, Baumia, when they dream, Baumia is who they dream about. So, why does Baumia give them so much headache? Why is Baumia giving them so much pressure? Why is Baumia worrying them like that? Let me explain to you. The NBC has three strongholds in Ghana. Three. Volta region, the five northern regions, and the Zongo communities in the south. Three strongholds. When the NBC goes to Volta region, they say to them, the NBC is an unkind part. Don't vote for them. Isn't that what they say? When they come to the north, they come here and they tell us MPP is a Kaponga party. Mm. Uh, let's bring in Samuel Mbura uh, with our political desk. He is embedded with the uh, Baumia campaign covering this uh, for us tonight and joins us right now. And he's been touring the northern part of the country. What has been the reception among delegates? Evans, good evening. I must say it has been an electric reception from uh, the delegates, especially from his home region, the northeast region. When we um, went there yesterday, it, we had um, imams, opinion leaders, chiefs coming out to uh, pour their support for him. Uh, some of them are not even delegates, but they say that uh, he is their son. And beyond that, he is competent to lead the MPP and subsequently become the president. 
We've also been hearing today from Samira Baumia, the wife of the vice president. What has she been saying? Well, she believes that her husband is honest, her husband is humble, and this is the time that the MPP needs a leader like that to take them to the 2024 general election to break the aid. That's um, Samira Baumia at that rally. We are told that a lot of uh, the party bigwigs and chairmen were also there openly declaring their support for Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. Well, his fellow contender, um, Dr. Usui Friyakoto, believes that he is capable of breaking the eight for the NPP in the 2024 elections. For him, he's warning that any attempt to subvert the will of the people will be disastrous for the party. Elton Brube has more in this report. Out of 958 delegates, Dr. Ousu Afiyakoto pulled 36 votes in the Super Delegates Conference in August, enough to secure him a seat among the table of five. According to him, he went into the election hoping to make the first five. So our strategy was to make sure that we are in the five. And we, we are in the five. And this coming forth is a totally different ballgame altogether. Because we are talking about 20 times the number yes so how yes. do you respond to those who say that this clearly is a reflection of what is to come oh well i think they have, they have been it's a misjudgment but why do you think that it can change because the delegates down there are totally different from their leadership their leadership have disappointed them i'm very confident that those down there who have worked suffered so much for this party will take the right decision and that right decision is to choose also a free akuto as their flag bearer but after engaging more than half of the 900 super delegates he was shocked that only 36 voted for him the fear the delegates yes, yes. And that's true mm. but the thing is that for me talking to out of the 958 who voted at least i can say that i spoke to directly to more than half of them to convince to, to go to sell my vision for the party and for the country. And I was very sure that at the end of it, they, they bought into my vision. Mm. At the end of the day, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. So, <laughs> who's fear was right, that you fear delegates. But in the case of the 220,000 delegates, I don't think I've, I've been interacted I've with even 10% of them. Mm. Except that you rely on the structures that you build to get your message to, to them. But the insincerity of the delegates is not his only concern. The former food and agriculture minister tells me the entire process was skewed in favor of one candidate. The reasons given by Mr. Tremartin for quitting the contest to start with before coming out to say that he's no longer with the party. Uh, those are very solid ones, and I'm very sympathetic to those. See, the implication of all this is the unity of this party. Mm. If we are, we are not seen to be having a level playing field, after 4 November, it's going to be very difficult to unite the party mm. against the NDC. And for me, that is my worry. Because if people feel that they have, been, they have, not, they have not been fairly treated, mm. how do you expect them? to cooperate with, with, with the party after the contest when they feel that they haven't been treated well. For eight years between 2009 and 2016, Dr. Fiyakoto served as a member of parliament for Kwadaso in the Ashanti region. He was made food and agriculture minister when the MPP won power in 2016. During his six year tenure, he spearheaded a government flagship program planning for food and jobs. The son of the late Asantehina linguist Bafu Akoto is counting on his strong roots in the Ashanti region to prepare him to victory. But he faces challenges there because the regional chairman, Bernard Chibuas Yakum, also known as Chairman Wontumim, has thrown his weight behind the vice president, Dr. Mamadou Baumia. 
and today he was seated right behind Bamia always uh, in that rally mm -hmm. uh, in the north and we're getting ready for PM Express this evening. We are hosting Adenimo. Adenimo will be my guest. He's uh, one of the four uh, mm -hmm. in the primaries this Saturday. And then you want to join us on Thursday, uh, mm -hmm. Friday evening, actually, mm -hmm. from 8 election to 10 Eve. p.m. with Election Eve special. I always look forward to uh, that. You really want to join us because we have a, a, an interesting analysis to unveil, plus also speak to the party bigwigs. Yeah, and uh, this is your election headquarters on radio, online, television. We've got you covered. But just before we go, we have our stories of hope for today. A quest to find a job in Ghana fails, but a Biola Tohipa building does not allow life incidences to weigh him down. Hano Dame has today's series of hope. I said charger, earpiece, cover, protector, different kind of accessories. Abiola Toheb Abiodun is a father of three. He's been pushing this cart for over five years. He didn't start the business this way though. I start with Andre City. I start with like more earpiece and charger. So bit by bit. But I thank God today that everything is my own. It's my business. Yes. An origin of Ibadan in the Oyo state of Nigeria. The Polytechnic graduates narrate why he migrated to Ghana. Oh, I just came here to Ozu. My plan is that I will apply for company to continue the aluminium work. So and as I came here, I applied for some company. So they didn't take me. So that's why I started this one. If you are in somewhere and you see how the situation of the place are going, you need to move as a man. When his quest to find a job as an aluminium fabricator in Ghana did not materialize, Abiola found selling phone accessories as the best option to survival. I can continue with this forever because this one is a business. I'm planning to rent shop. If I get shop, I will make it in a big way. And I'll start from it. Abiola says he's not for once regretted any step that he's taken in ensuring his wife and children are well taken care of. I economic crisis and that's what we've been seeing and hearing in these stories of hope yeah and um, it's been a walk of shame or johnny walks the talk and that's how uh, people have described i don't know uh, how you would describe it um, john dumelo has been walking backward after presec beat his alma mater at Chimoto school you know you should be careful what you tweet and what you say um yeah, well. Like you owe me that bet. Oh, 5, I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. Yes, yes. But your favorite is here, Pep. Is here. Hi. Hi. Good evening, <laughs> 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 